planet. For more info, go to danimalplanetradio.com. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir, I've never been up in a plane before. You ever seen a grown man naked? Welcome back to Danimal Planet Radio. I'm Dan McGinnis. My guest now joining me here on the program is Tab Bamford. You can check him out online, committedindians.com, chicagonow.com, thefourthperiod.com, and managing director of development for levitabaseball.com. And speaking of baseball, Tab, it's back, and it's wonderful. How you doing? Oh, I wish I was still in Florida watching baseball. Chicago is not 84 <laughs> degrees today. I saw that. I asked you earlier today, uh... Talking about the show, and I was like, are you still in Florida by any chance? Because uh, we need some warm thoughts here in Wyoming as well. Man, I wish. I wish. Uh, it was it was a hectic week. I was down there um, watching some teams, meeting with some folks. Uh, but it was beautiful to see uh, guys running around in golf carts, oh, uh, barking at each other. But to hear the pop in the leather on leather was a beautiful thing, and it, it it brings your hopes to the fact that the sun will rise and bring something of a decent temperature with it at some point in northern cities like Chicago well, and Wyoming. Yeah, and Wyoming. Well, speaking of cold and not having a pulse, uh, let's talk a little hockey in the Blackhawks. Uh, it's been a while now uh, since we've seen the Hawks at the bottom of the division, something I kind of refresh my screen a lot, but... Um, they got the trade deadline coming in the NHL. We've seen a couple little trades last week, Kempney. Uh, given the contracts, do you see the Hawks being able to make a salary dump for draft picks or prospects or anything at the deadline next week? Uh, you know, hockey being a physical sport is uh, something that uh, one play, one shift, uh, one tweak can change a lot of perspectives. I think the Washington Capitals probably needed a defenseman. I don't know that they needed to go out and get multiples, much less give up a third-round draft pick for a guy like Michael Kempney. Yeah. Uh, they've subsequently made another trade for a defenseman to add more depth. So, uh, and, you know, I'm not sure that they were that desperate, and then they came into Chicago and got shellacked by the Hawks. Frankly, they looked hungover in that game. I'm not even sure that they wanted to be there. Um, but one game, one shift, one injury can change a lot of things, and I think, you know, if there are teams that are looking at the center depth of a team like L.A. or Nashville in the West, um, you know, a guy like Artem Anisimov is going to have some value. Now, obviously, uh, he'll be easier to move once his no-trade clause becomes more limited on the 1st of July. But I think, you know, if Brian Campbell can get moved out of Chicago, and he loved it here, and he was making a ton of money, and the cap wasn't as high as it is now, um, if you can talk Brian Campbell into waiving a no-trade clause, I think that gives us hope that anyone c- can be talked out of a no-trade clause, but right. um, it's not certainly a guarantee. I think Anisimov has some value. Uh, and, I th- you know, one name that's had a lot of buzz around it is Ryan Hartman. Sure. Um, he's been in and out of the doghouse this year. People have wanted to peg him the second coming of Andrew Shaw since they saw him play the first time after he was drafted in the first round. and. Um, he's shown signs that he can live up to that, but yeah. hasn't stayed out of the doghouse long enough to do it consistently. So he's a name that I would keep an eye on. And then some of the younger guys, uh, like a young Ruta, uh, who's going to need a new contract that when his one-year deal expires, 
he's interesting. Uh, and Cody Franzen is still sitting down in the minors, and his teams look for uh, blue line depth. He's a guy on an affordable deal that might be moved as well. But I don't think any of the significant money-making core guys uh, would be moved in season, uh, largely because, A, they're expensive, yeah. and, B, no trade clauses are just hard to get guys who have established themselves and started families somewhere. Yeah, and they ask uh, for him for a reason. In the middle of a school year. Yeah, speaking of the uh, the deadline, like you've seen teams like Detroit and the New York Rangers kind of come out and basically say, we're having a yard sale. I mean, do you, do you see the Hawks making any kind of announcement like that, even though everybody knows, I mean, the playoffs are kind of a not going to happen type of thing? Yeah, you know, I mean, again, the Hawks are in a little bit of a different situation in that, you know, the, I think the Rangers have got a couple guys that, by publicly acknowledging that they were going to go into a full-blown burndown uh, that might um, make it easier for a guy like a Rick Nash or a Ryan McDonough to be moved, both for the player and for the organization. Uh, Detroit doesn't really have anybody left. That <laughs> I, I can't imagine that they'd move Hank Zetterberg at this point. Um, and they've already traded Peter Morazic to Philadelphia, so I don't know that there's anybody left in Detroit that has any kind of a long-time attachment to the organization that would be impossible to move. Um, you know, Nick Cronwall isn't what he used to be, so right. uh, those are a couple different situations. I think the Blackhawks are really stuck you know, between uh, the young dynasty days of Kane and Taves being young and you know the next wave of guys coming. And I think yeah. certainly... When you see what Alex DeBrink is doing this year, averaging you know 14 minutes a game, when you look at uh, some of the other young guys that are coming, John Hayden excited people while he was up. Benny Henestros has looked really good. Um, so it's just kind of mitigating that in-between time when the young guys are coming but not quite ready to take the reins yet when the veterans are starting to fall off a little bit. And where that's been felt most especially is defensively. So I don't know that Bowman necessarily wants to burn it down and put the for sale sign up front <laughs> um, because reinforcements are coming. But I yeah. do think that, you know, if they can get any value at all, even if it's an eighth round draft pick when sure. there's only seven rounds for a guy like Boma or Wingles or anybody else, it'll be a free agent at the end of the year like they did with Kempney. Yeah. I can't fathom that he wouldn't pull the trigger on it. Yeah, and you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Henestrosa and uh, Debrinkit, of course, uh, they've had some promise. Henestrosa can flat out fly, and another fellow that you mentioned on your TV appearance, Mr. TV star, Anthony Duclair, as you mentioned, he has elite speed. Um, you know, those things can change the game. Obviously, we saw it with the Hawks when they were winning the Cups. The speed is everything. Getting, I mean, Nashville just humiliated them with size and speed. Uh, last year. So I think Bowman's done a good job of bringing some of these younger guys in and, and mentioning of the draft picks. The Hawks have, what, seven right now going into the draft, um, which is pretty good. I mean, you look at a team like the Maple Leafs a couple years ago had, what, nine and 15, 2015, and 11 picks in 2016. That that helps a team kind of flip fairly quickly. Don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, the more picks you have, the more mobility you have within a draft. I mean, in the NFL right now, you look at like Buffalo and Cleveland have multiple picks in almost every round of the draft. So they've got a lot of flexibility when they want to do something, whether it be add someone that has money attached to them or, you know, add organizational depth. So adding picks is always a good thing. You know, I, I think the hardest thing for Blackhawks fans to deal with right now is that the, the organization, I, I wasn't completely sold on some of the younger players being ready for primetime this year. Yeah. So, 
Dan Bowman went out and signed veteran guys. He brought back Patrick Sharp. That's been an absolute debacle. Oh, God. Um, you know, Lance Bowman and Tommy Wingles have been nice, but I think everyone at this stage in the season would rather see the John Haydens and Vinny Hinnestrosas and Anthony Declares getting, you know, more prominent top nine roles than watching some of these older guys uh, that are in walk years or on one-year deals uh, continue to get bigger minutes. So it, it, it's a tough spot, but if the Blackhawks can bring in Dylan Sakura out of college, um, they've got some young defensemen coming. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a ton of really good talent that's just around the corner, and I think they've got some good young pieces now. Uh, but they've got to get rid of some dead weight so that they can get those guys ice time and know what they truly have. Totally. And so that's why it'll be interesting to see how much of that dead weight Bowman can move between now and the deadline. Just a couple more for you, Tab. Uh, again, Danimal Planet Radio, uh, visiting with Tab Bamford, author, writer, and contributor, CommittedIndians.com, as well as on Twitter at the one tab, and the one is the number. Uh, kind of an obvious, uh, maybe not so obvious, but any chance Joel Quinville is in jeopardy of losing his job after this season because we saw one of his assistants let go last year he was not happy about it they brought off samuelson in this year i'm not sure how well that's working out do they kind of give joel a little leash here i hope you know it's it's always a tough spot because obviously the team isn't performing well no nope. uh and it's funny because you look back and there was such a revolving door with the blackhawks head coaching spot for so long that a lot of Hawks fans are taken back when they realize that Joel Quinville right now is the longest tenured coach in his current position in the National Hockey League. Wow. And we've seen other, you know, potential Hall of Fame type coaches like Mike Babcock and Ken Hitchcock both move multiple times, you know, in Hitchcock's case, more than once during Quinville's tenure. Uh, and, you know, a lot of folks didn't think that there would ever be a scenario where Babcock would leave Detroit for another gig. Yeah. And now he's uh, babysitting in Toronto uh, and helping them go from a team that had 15 draft picks to, you know, a team that's got legitimate championship aspirations at some point in the next couple of years. So does he have a Hall of Fame resume? Absolutely. Are you going to find a better coach uh, X's and O's wise on the free agent market, if you will? Probably not. Right. Um, would a fresh voice in the room help? It's hard to argue that, you know, after 10 or 11 years that, um, you know, there, there's still the same amount of oomph in, in what he brings. But at the same time, even the young guys are swear by him. So it will be interesting to see how much leash he gets. Um, I would be disappointed if uh, Quindle was not back at the helm next sure. year. But if he was let go, I would not be surprised just because the nature of coaching in professional sports is such that unless your name is Belichick or Quinville or Popovich, you usually don't stick in the job that you have for more than five to seven years. That's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned Babcock because, I mean, yeah, I never thought he'd leave Detroit, but then he goes to the home of the cup. And, man, if he could win in Toronto, he'll be the Elvis Presley of hockey up there. Uh, With all due respect to the – parade they had for the eagles in philadelphia if montreal or toronto wins the cup at any point yep. in the next 20 years which looks more reasonable for toronto than montreal at this stage um good luck right i mean if you if a canadian team can win the cup at some point 
it will be a party like we haven't seen in a long time. I'd want to go to that parade. It's been a minute since Canada brought the cup back. And speaking of the other teams, just real quick, I love the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're fun to watch. I got half of their team on my fantasy team. But, you know, Boston Boston and Pittsburgh have been on fire. We've all seen what Vegas has done as an expansion team. It's just incredible. So anybody out there in particular that you're enjoying watching or going to be pulling for in the playoffs? Uh, you know, pulling four in the playoffs, I, 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 there's a lot to figure out, I think, between now and post-deadline because I think, you know, there are some big names that are being talked about as potential guys that could be moved. I think the biggest is Eric Carlson in Ottawa. Love him. Um, you know, with with his contract coming up and both he and Drew Doughty talking like they want to hit the market. Uh, if Ottawa doesn't believe they can bring him back, they'd be nuts tonight not trying to get value for him. Yeah. Um, so if, if he moves, that's a game changer, no matter where he lands. Um, you know, as much as Blackhawks fans have hated the Kings over the years because of some of the tough physical playoff series, I've always just loved the way that Andre Kopitar plays the game. He's very Taves like in that regard. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, LA is a team I think that could give a, a, a Nashville Predators some fits. And God bless Vegas, man. I mean, they took care of a really ugly cap situation for a lot of teams and some desperate GMs trying to protect assets at the expense of some other good quality pieces, especially the Florida Panthers. Oh, man. And now they're, you know, running away with the Western Conference as an expansion team. So I think there's absolutely a lot of of fun in that story. I think it's great for sports in general that Vegas – has made the jump and irrelevant. If they can make that into a sports town beyond gambling before the Raiders get there, <laughs> yeah. God help us. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't Florida love to have Jonathan Marsha so back <laughs> among oh. all the other teams Dale, that lost? Dale guys. Talon hates the eighteen months <laughs> that he wasn't the GM. Let me tell you. Oh, that's great. Well, listen, Tab, great to have you back on the program. It's been a few years, uh, and hopefully, I'll have you on a lot sooner than that next time. Thanks for coming on. Beautiful. Talk to you again soon. Take care. That was Tab Bamford from uh, the Chicago area. Check him out online, committedindians.com. Author, writer, and contributor to uh, that site, as well as these, chicagonow.com, thefourthperiod.com, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, managing director of development for lavidabaseball.com. He's a great follow on Twitter. Uh, He covers all the sports, not just what we discussed as hockey, at the one tab, and that's the number one. So at the one tab on Twitter. I want to thank Tab for joining the program. Had him on when I was doing this show in Chicago. So yes, it's been a few years, and uh, it's great to talk sports with him all the time, whether or not the Blackhawks are playing well. I'm Dan McGinnis. Check out more podcasts of Danimal Planet Radio at danimalplanetradio.com. You are listening to a podcast of Danimal Planet. For more information or to enjoy other podcasts, please visit danimalplanetradio.com.